three, two, one, roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody, to The Strategy Show. I'm your host, Simon Severino. Today's guest, owner and founder of Virtually Yours, Australia's best virtual assistant network. And we know how relevant virtual assistants are nowadays. Author of three business books, all about being a VA and outsourcing for success. Host of the Outsourcing Secret podcast and trainer of the popular Stellar VA course. Rosie will also be giving away a chapter of her book, The Outsourcing Secret to Listeners, so stay until the end. Hello, everybody. Rosie Shiloh. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. What an awesome introduction. I feel very accomplished. I think I could just retire now. I am excited, and I will note down a lot of stuff because having VAs nowadays is so helpful. It's even, I would say, success critical. Yeah. And, and you have so much to offer about that. So we will talk about how to understand and respect your strengths and weaknesses, why you, sh you shouldn't seek a clone of yourself, and why communication is vital. Yeah. Super Absolutely. pumped. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. What are you currently creating? What am I creating at the moment? So I am exploring more ways to support business owners with those first steps of outsourcing. So it's great that that's the sort of thing we're talking about tonight because um, I've created a lot of training for virtual assistants and, you know, I've written one of the books is around outsourcing, but there's not a lot out there that's specifically targeted to just support businesses with taking that first step and letting someone see what I call their business undies. So letting them into the, the back end of the business and seeing like the true nitty gritty and actually being able to, to allow them to help them with that process. We are such nerds of systems. We love systems. And we always say that we never, we never rise to the level of our goals. We always fall down to the levels of our systems. So uh, we have 14 VAs right now and they have even a task for, for low, low task times. So whenever you have like nothing to do, yep. then they should improve the systems, clean up the systems. So yes, yes we I, I, I could talk to you for five hours, but let's focus right now on, let's say that the listeners right now, they, they don't have a VA and they want to think, okay, how do I get my first VA? What do I do? I think the first thing to do is try to really understand how you're going to measure the success of this new relationship. So a lot of people think, okay, I'm going to get a new virtual assistant because um, it's all too overwhelming at the moment and I'm tired and I, or, you know, or someone said to them, you need a VA if you want to succeed, you know, success is dependent on building your team. And it's too sort of airy-fairy for you to be able to then measure whether it's working for you or not. So I think it's important to have a really solid end goal in mind and think about what the gaps are for you in your business and who can be filling those gaps and then start allocating sort of to those roles. So then you can measure, okay, well, this is who I'm going to get in to help me with this part of the business to get to this goal. And it's much easier then to work out your return on investment, 
understand your role in the relationship and the impact on that goal and their impact on the goal. And so, and the communication, you know, towards mutual goal is obviously going to be helpful as well. Who are typical people who reach out to you for VA services? Mainly um, sort of people that are in the middle of either being really new to being in business or they're at the point where they've got on-site staff. So they're kind of in the middle there. And a lot of people are working from home now and they don't want to have on-site staff. Um, you know, I, I couldn't imagine having to factor in another human being in, in my office um, and, you know, being polite all the time, <laughs> just all that sort of stuff. But also the issues around having staff and having them on-site, there's a lot of things there that people just don't want to be involved in. But they also um, realise that they can't be they're at the point in their business where they know they can't do everything and actually step up. So they've done all the doing and they know that if they keep doing that, they're never, ever going to reach that next level because it's, it is impossible without having extra help so that you can then focus on what you do best um, and focus on the things that bring in the money and your most valuable activity. You can't do that if you're sitting there doing your books and trying to do your social media and trying to do your website and customer care and all of the things. It's impossible. Absolutely. I remember so well when the first thing that I outsourced was the book, bookkeeping. Yeah. And, and this saved like four hours of my week. And then from the bookkeeping, the, the receipts, writing, writing invoices, collecting receipts and attaching them to the invoices and all that stuff. And that was five hours per week then. And then outsourcing the fulfillment, the core business. First, the admin stuff around it, the preparation, and then the what happens after yep. uh, a project. So pre-project, post-project. That brought, again, I don't know, six hours uh, of my week. And then one year later, uh, outsourcing the fulfillment itself, the coaching itself. That brought 20 hours plus per yeah. week. And this created so much freedom. And how did you I could, use that freedom? Um, sorry, again? How, how did you decide to use that freedom? Oh, yeah, now the freedom. First, it goes to my family. Now, I play much more with my kids. I have more time with my wife. And I care more about my exercise. So now I do exercise every day, one hour, even being a busy CEO. But I do one hour exercise, whatever happens every day. Excellent. And, and then part of it goes into so-called growth tasks. So I, I reach out to people and uh, I talk cooperations, collaborations, joint ventures. We have started a joint venture with Google, for example, which is very helpful for our business and also for um, different kinds of collaborations that are win-win style. And to do that, I need to talk to people. That costs time. I need to think about what can be a beneficial win-win situation. And, and that costs time. So I use that time to do this kind of growth tasks. Nice. Yeah. yeah. You find, too, that when you start outsourcing, you have more ability to think outside the square and actually, you know, do those collaborations because you're not cluttered with all that 
other crazy stuff. Exactly. And when you get into that meeting, you are you you are energetic, you are positive, you are clear, you you are well prepared. And before that, I would rush into that meeting, barely prepared. I had forgot uh, who, who the person is and what the last point uh, was. And the first three minutes, I was like, um, who is this? Where am I? What's the outcome? And, you know, that's not a good meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. Like, that's what happens when there's just too much going on. Nothing gets done really well. And you're just chasing your tail and, yeah, going, um, yeah, so how are the kids? Hint, hint, like, tell me, give me a hint who the hell you are, you know. Absolutely. So. That's real life. <laughs> And also being being pale and low energy and and not not um, sending a very positive uh, generous vibration, uh, which then makes you transactional. So okay, what am I what am I going to get out of this conversation? And if now I come from a place that I was just running or weightlifting, so I, I come back, I am full of energy. I'm I'm just present. I don't want anything out of the meeting. I can listen. And um, and I'm so curious. So, uh, do you have a team? How 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 do you structure your work? Yeah, I do. Um, I've I've changed it a few times over the years. But what works really well for me is that I've got a couple of people that um, sort of do their work a little bit separately to the core team. You know, they might be helping with Facebook advertising or something like that, where it's a set project, and I'm working directly with them. But my core team is for particular um, team members and they all have different strengths um, and it's so obvious where each of their strengths lie, which is just brilliant. And they've got strengths that I don't have. And we, we chat um, just online every single day. And um, if anything, everybody knows what their role is and everyone knows where I wanna go in my business. So they've all got their eyes and ears open for opportunities. We're all supporting each other emotionally and intellectually just from day to day. And so it's got this really amazing team vibe, even though we're in different locations. How, how often do you meet? How do you communicate? Well, most of the time it is just through Messenger or we will, so Facebook Messenger, we've got a team chat and we use we use gifts a lot like we entertain each other immensely with gifts like a gift's worth a thousand words and um, we've all got really warped senses of humor like just so it's very very effective but also um you know when possible we'll just do uh like a zoom chat on a friday night even with some bevies and um catch up in that way but with the ones that that can so i've got um one of mine is in sydney one's in queensland and two of them are here in Victoria with me. When we do organise catch-ups, whether it's in the state or locally, um, they're always there. So I get to see them then as well, which is nice. Can you tell us about one client that had a huge transformation in working with you? Who was that person? Um, in terms of needing to build their team? Yeah, so that yeah. they were working with you and and what what happened? What was the impact? Well, I actually, I don't work with businesses to build their team through outsourcing. I connect business owners with virtual assistants. I can sometimes provide advice around who would be a good match. 
Um, and there have been some business owners out there who I love seeing their stuff online because you can see that they're just so compatible together and together they're achieving heaps more. Um, but that is actually just um, a bonus sort of thing of what I offer. Most of what I offer is around the virtual assistant community, um, advocating for the virtual assistant in Australia, training them up. All of the stuff around outsourcing and talking to business owners and helping them find VAs is actually just for them icing on the cake because it benefits my industry. Um, it's, that's, it's not actually, they're not clients as such. They don't pay me for that. Um, but that way I can support my members to grow their client base and help people find the right fit for them. So, yeah, in terms of transformations, um, yeah, I have seen some where they've come to me and said, look, you know, um, I'm overworked and I need someone to help me with so-and-so. And, I, you know, they want that business VA unicorn and sometimes it's a great fit um, and other times, you know, it's, you've got to kiss a few frogs sometimes to get the right fit. But I've seen a few there where it's been such a fantastic fit and the the growth that you see, it's just immediately visible and just that um, how they can just draw on each other's strengths and build each other up is just one of my favourite things to see. Oh, the stuffing question. That is an incredible question that we never explored on the show before. So when you have to staff a project and then bring the right people together, what do you, which criteria do you look at? Because I also have to do it because when, when somebody wants to work with us, so we coach them in 90 days to double their revenue. And uh, I am out of fulfillment. So I have strategy sprint coaches and I have to bring the right coach to the right client, bring them together. And I'm super curious, which criteria do you apply? What do you think? What's your thinking process in who would be the perfect VA for that client? Yeah, it's it's interesting that you ask that actually, because it's a combination of personality, but also they've got to have, they've got to be able to fill the gaps. So a lot of people will say, I need another me. And I'll go, no, you don't, because another you will achieve the same as what you're achieving and suck at the same things you suck at. And so that's just not going to work. What you need is someone who fills the gaps, who you also like and respect. So to find that is the, you know, is the interesting sort of equation. Um, so, yeah, I find people, I'm, I'm usually really um, good at figuring out what VA strengths and weaknesses are. So I communicate really well with our whole community to see who has what strengths, what they're passionate about. Because I train a lot of them as well, I get to see exactly what they're like and, and develop, you know, friendships with them and get to know them really well. And so I look at, okay, so you need this skill set. So let's, you know, make sure we're finding someone to fill a particular skill set and we're understanding that it's to fill a gap, not to duplicate you. Um, and then I've got to think, okay, would they actually get along? Would Are their communication styles similar, um, you know, based on their the way they run their business? Is their vision and ethos, you know, aligned? And so these are all things that you do need to consider. You can't just go, oh, yeah, Barry over there does, you know, bookkeeping. You need to think about, okay, so does, I don't know why I say Barry, everyone on my team is female, but um, so let's say Sally, um, Sally, is passionate about um, bookkeeping for not-for-profits, whereas Kate is, you know, passionate about bookkeeping for corporates. You know, they're going to have a completely different approach. And it's quite easy to sort of say, 
this one here is going to tick more boxes for you. But I also still say I usually try to give two or three options because you do need to have that conversation and see whether you click. Because as I said, you want to show someone your business, Andy, is you need to click. I love this. And I have a similar thinking process because we, we at the beginning, I was trying to bring together the most similar people. And then yeah. I saw that they were happy, but not successful enough. And so we had to decide, do we want happy clients, which everybody's trying to go for, or do we yeah. want successful clients, which means at some points making them very unhappy and challenging their current patterns. That's what you, yeah. what, what you call filling the gaps. So if yeah. right now a team comes in and say, hey, I want a sprint coach, and they are great at building the product because they are techies, then I will give them a coach who is a great salesperson. And they will be very frustrated in the first two weeks, but they will, they will be very successful in the 10th and 12th weeks. So, yes. and on the other side, if people come in and they're great at pitching the story, then I will give them a nitty gritty product person who, who needs to make sure that the product is as good as the promise, uh, yes. at least, at least, and will challenge the details and the nitty gritty. So yeah. I love this. Yes, filling the gaps. Find out yeah. what their strengths and weaknesses are and bring the complementary part in, which is support and challenge alike. Yeah, and they do. I think the best teams do have the confidence to challenge each other. And I want my team to be able to say, Rosie, that's a stupid idea, if it's a stupid idea. Or have you thought about this factor? You know, I want them to feel safe and comfortable to bring their, their insights to the table because why else would I have them there? You know, if I want everyone to be a yes person, then I'm not going to succeed either. I need to have a, a team that I can grow with. And so, yeah, you're not always going to agree. Yes, you can always pull the trump card and go, I don't care, you can do it my way anyway. And sometimes that will happen and it will work or it won't. Um, that's one of the joys of being a business owner is you get to celebrate those or wallow in those and it's yours either way. But, yeah, you need them to be able to come in and be very clear all of the, the communication has to be vital so that you're all moving in the same direction. But the fact that you're all got different approaches, like as you said, you know, having someone that's salesy or someone who's creative and then bringing them in, someone who crosses the T's and dots the I's or makes sure those systems and tech are working properly, they, they're going to have such a, a broad vision of opportunities because they're all going to be in different circles. They're going to have different um, concepts of how things can work and just bring so much more to the table. I love this, this spirit. And now it's time for the award. Ah. If you could pick only one person, <laughs> that's me as an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> if you could pick only one person when everybody's zigging, this person is zagging, but they are doing the right thing according to your perspective. Who is this person? Well, this is the person who I also want to suggest later on that you get onto the show um, because when it comes to what I think is right, doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily going to be what you think is right. So I like that already. Um, but I absolutely love the way Danielle Price from She Will Shine, so that's a, a business community, how 
her approach is very, very passionate towards building up other people. Mm. Um, and the way she does it is in such a safe but fun and just she's just got a really beautiful, genuine vibe that she brings to business. And there's just, it, the, it's the genuine of that that I absolutely love because I think a lot of people go out there and they want to be bigger than they are and they want to be, you know, presenting a particular image to fit in with what this they're hearing success is all about. And what I love is seeing someone who is so themselves and so um, simple about the fact that they just want to build other people up and they don't want to build other people up by, you know, blowing smoke, but they want to build them up by just being there and providing a safe space where they can um, network together, they can celebrate their wins, what you know, share their woes and just... It's just that safety where she's not doing the big hierarchy thing. I'm the leader of the pack, but she guides so beautifully without actually being loud about it. And that's actually very rare. And I, I, I really respect and admire that. Oh, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, I was thinking during the last weeks of this lockdown, uh, of course, my my network and my my way of relating to people and bringing people into my network has changed. And I had a little bit of time to think about what are my criteria when I let somebody in into my network, because they are shifting now. And so I was looking for different criteria. For example, one criteria was their reach, so their email list, their reach, because that's of course for collaboration one of the important vehicles but now it became it shifted towards something that you just uh, said it is their mindset do they build up people so that's now yep. criteria number one and then yeah. i have only a second one because you know there not many people build up other people some people they're yeah. just transactional oh yeah you want to talk to me okay uh what's in it for me Yes. That's the first thing that they ask you. That's not the people we're talking about. The yeah. people we're talking about, they start with giving first and, and then the rest unfolds. So that's the one criteria. And the second criteria is mastery in their field. Are they striving every day to give the best in terms of quality? And, yeah. and, and they don't stop before 100%. They never settle with 99%. So these yeah. are people who would never say, okay, well, uh, I, 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 had a, I, had a, I had a cough and I couldn't do it. They would, <laughs> they would deliver because that's who they are. Yeah. Whatever happens, they would deliver. Yeah. And so these yeah. are just the two things that I am currently looking at. And that's a that's a pretty um, impressive criteria already. Absolutely. And tell us, you have such a great community. Uh, who who should become part of this community, and where can they find the community? Um, so people who the, the virtual assistant community is for Australian virtual assistants. It's called Virtually Yours. And um, yeah, if they go to virtuallyyours.com.au, they'll get all the information about how it works. And um, but one of the things, yeah. So you're talking about criteria. I do get people who join who just want to have access to job leads, and we do have lots of job leads. We help people find VAs all the time. But my community, one of the things that I like people to have when they come in is that community spirit and that 
desire and appreciation for community because that's where the value is. And, um, and those people come in and they give and they take and it's just beautiful seeing the way that they can grow and support each other. And I've seen over the years, I've been running for a long time, people who started off asking all the dumb questions who are now answering all the new people coming in asking the dumb questions. And so it's this beautiful cycle where they see those people have that mindset where they come in and they try and learn and they try and help. And then as they master it, they just give back. I love it. And um, um, I forgot the question now that I wanted to ask. So uh, yes, you brought even a gift talking of giving first. Yeah. You have a gift for us. What's the gift? I do. So I've got this book here. It's called The Outsourcing Secret. And I'm going to give you, I, said, I say that it's a free chapter, but that's not enough. So I've made it a bit longer than that. So make sure that, you know, you get in there and get, get, get a good taste for what the book's like and see whether that's going to help you take that step into building your team. Um, and it just has all of the stuff that you need in there to think about to make sure that you aren't doing, you know, doing it in a an ill-equipped, terrified mode. You're feeling like you've got the strategies there. You get how it all works. And, um, and you can be smart about who you communicate with about your business and, and get on board to help you. So I'm going to give away that. Beautiful. Thank you. And uh, also, how was the process of writing the book? Why did you write the book? And what would you do differently now? Oh, that's a great question. Well, I wrote the book. Um, uh, there's an, ama another amazing businesswoman who you could also have on the show, uh, Renee Hasseldine, and um, she runs a business called Share Your Passion. Actually, she's just changed the name of it, and I'm completely blank on what she's calling it now, but I'll be able to find out for you. Um, and she helps you sort of unravel your IP and I did some training with her and I was able to really get all of the ideas and the concepts that I have around helping people outsource into this succinct sort of method of delivery. And that made writing the book so much easier. So I've got a book for virtual assistants and then the book around outsourcing for business owners. And I've used that method for both of them. And it was absolutely fantastic. The only thing I would change is... Um, I'm not sure, actually. Um, is it, it self-published, hybrid published or big published? Yeah, so this one is self-published. And actually, the only thing that I would change is that because I published it last year and I didn't realise how sort of crusty this year was going to be, I should have done a big launch for it, but I was very under, uh, understated with it and I kind of just brought it out, launches for my other books, and I'm like, oh, no, I'll just... I'll just bring it out. But if I'd known that there was no partying going on in 2020, I would have done a, a beautiful big launch for it. So maybe I should do a, I don't know, what do you call it, like a retroactive launch or something because it's got a new cover coming soon so I could just relaunch that. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. So cool. Thank you so much for being here on the show and uh, sharing your knowledge with us. And come back soon. Yay. Thanks, everyone. And, yeah, if you've got any questions, just yell out. As you can see, I can, I could talk about our sorting all day as well. Absolutely. So. We will do a, a sequel. Yeah. Bye-bye.